Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We're going to be going down a dark rabbit hole, man, of the seedy underground Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle bootleg comics of Japan. But first, got to let you guys know that these videos are brought to you by the comic books that we make. Currently on the stands today, I have uh, Red Room, the Anti-Social Network, Red Room Trigger Warnings, trade paperbacks out there in the wild. Uh, each of these books contains four complete stories, and I'm working on uh, the last round of uh, Red Room comics uh, as we speak, but you can read them on uh, my Patreon today. Jimmy has Hulk Grand Design Monster and Madness out on the stands in issue format, early 2023, gonna get that uh, Treasury Edition release. Plain Janes is his big shoujo manga, and Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive is back in print. Uh, you have no excuse not to get this comic. Support our comics and keep the channel rocking, Jimmy. No leads need to be buried, man. It was just in Japan on Manga Quest 2022 with Uncle Jeff Darrow. And uh, came back with some bounty, you know. Around this time last year, we had Dave Cho, uh, guest host on the show. We looked through Raphael comics. And I was talking about those, like, uh, turtle porn doujinchis that were out there. He was like, well, did you buy some of them? I was like, you know what? I didn't, man. And I feel dumb for not buying them because... I took pictures of everything, just thinking, like, look how silly this shit is, right? And looking at those pictures closer and seeing that they were, like, 200 yen. When I was first in Japan this last trip, 150 yen equals $1. So these things are, like, a buck and a quarter, buck and a half, yes. something like that, man. Uh, so I righted that previous wrong because I did not buy any, and I proceeded to buy them all. It turns out nobody else is buying them because I saw all the same ones that I regretted not uh, scooping up. Got them all and it's more. so funny because I often will hit a comic shop and then regret not buying this or that, you know, pulling something out and end up back there to get to right the wrong. Yeah. Not, not all the way around the world. It's an, uh, it's an interesting thing. Like, how do we unpack this, man? Japan. Let me, let me do just real quick doujinshi. Sure. It means amateur press. Yes. You know, so... It's often like, I think of it as like associated with something like bootlegs or, you know, sort of going around copyright in the case of doing Turtles or doing Batman or Spider-Man or any of these things. But it's just the amateur press. It just means that somebody, it's essentially it's self-publishing. It is. It is. Do, like Dojin means something like uh, same or like like-minded. So the idea is that you are putting your efforts together to share something with like-minded people. Uh, there's a lot of gray area in uh, Japan in terms of the law so you cannot buy these books they're not for purchase they're copywritten by viacom at this point they own the trademarks and all that but you can give money to the creator of these doujinshi for the printing you know there's some pretty good production values to this man and you know there you don't see a price on here but when you go to the shows there will be a price on it and that's where you would get these things at these big comic conventions, uh, these kind in particular, where they're using existing properties, it's the biggest comic conventions in the world. It's called Comicette. It's so big, they can't even uh, bring it about just like one time per year. It happens twice. And every single day, there's so many contributors to it that if you go like all three, four days of the show, there's different exhibitors each of those days also. We're talking nearly 700,000 people coming through this show between the people who are behind the tables 
and uh, the people who are coming to buy stuff. Say that number again. 700,000. Unbelievable. 3x San Diego Comic-Con. Right. Three times the amount of people. And they're not coming there to see Akira Toriyama or any of the most famous mangaka. They're coming to basically see a bunch of people's gay sex, <laughs> porn comics based on their favorite properties. Because by and large, that's what all of these are. Not one punch is thrown, Jimmy, in these Turtles comics. Not one. It's wild. It's uh, the ones that we can look through. It's all a lot of close talking and relationship talk. Uh, if you go to Japan and you go to Nakano Broadway Mall, there are two stores for doujinshi. The boy store and the girl store is basically what they call it. You go to the boy store and it's just the most raunchy hardcore sex stuff tentacles big titties all kinds of crazy shit sex stuff explicit you go to the girls store for girls like the dudes are like oh you don't want to go there man that's the girls store it's all bl boys love and it's your favorite properties your favorite characters and stuff uh engaged in gay trysts and shit and uh the creators are almost all females uh, for this stuff um, and for some reason the turtles captured some imagination that's so bizarre to me you know <laughs> like like we were talking before we hit record and it's like if you were gonna guess what property what American property would be the most popular I love the turtles but that's not where I would have bet my money <laughs> it's true you know? and it makes me wonder like what are you identifying what's the element of these characters that speaks to you as a creator is like these are the characters that can tell this story i want to tell yeah it's true uh you see you got the ones that are just pure fan fiction that are warehoused within like really really you know well drawn and well produced covers that's the other thing about doujinshi is that they're because of the the magnitude of the culture uh there are whole print factories that just do Doujinshi, 24-7, the Doujinshi Press. There are two basic formats, you know, this like Tonkoban size format and uh, a little bit bigger. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because the quality is a big thing. Yeah. Um, it, it's really impressive to me. And these are tools that are becoming more and more available to creators here in the U.S., you know, in terms of what, what print is available for a self-publisher. And I really wonder, I often speculate that the comic book format is this antiquated format. Yeah. But I look at this stuff and I look at the whole Japanese market, you yeah. know, all the all the, the manga collections and things like that. And I think like this may be a glimpse in the future of American comics because as a self-publishing vehicle, the comic book format is still a great format. And I wonder if that's what we're going to be seeing moving forward. It's a good it's a good good idea to to bring up, man. Um, I went to an independent comic convention out there that was original doujinshi so comic ket is the con the giant convention with 700,000 people where and they're all doing existing property bl comics i went to a place that's like spx or tcaf or ape that is at the tokyo big site imagine two heroes cons on top of each other because it's a two-floored expo center completely filled and it's more than 25,000 people that's more than heroes con or baltimore comic con or those places and it's all just 
amateur stuff. It blew my mind, Jimmy. And I brought it up to my friends who, who, who helped me like navigate through the con and stuff. And they were like, but don't you see, like, it's not that they take it for granted. It's just their culture. It's, it's a, it's a drawing heavy culture always has been before Hokusai. And, uh, my guys were like, they put it in such great perspective. Shouts to Aki who, who put it this way, where he's like, Ed, like you back home, like the strength of a culture, the strength of a medium, uh, sort of hinges on the amateur participation. Think about when you were a little kid, you had T-ball and little league and pony league high school baseball, college baseball, bush leagues, you know, A through AAA, and then you have the big leagues. Like, we have that with our comics. We have our rookie amateur participation, and it's massive, and when you have that sort of giant of a pool of talent, because that's the other thing, all these motherfuckers, when I went to this independent show, everybody was professional. Every single piece was professional. It might be as professional as like the guys who do those off-brand like licensed comics here where it's like professional, but it's like not that interesting, but they all have the chops. And a lot of those people don't even want to participate any further. They just do their doujinshi or whatever. Uh, but, but, they, but they all got, got the talent and it's a big pool of people to choose from to make those you know, giant hit comics. Never a punch is thrown in these comics, Jimmy. <laughs> Never a punch is thrown. Also, brings me back to my original question. Why the turtles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if punching isn't a big part of it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Even the, less clear why, why this is the right subject. Their comics culture is so gigantic, they don't even look twice at our comics culture. Whenever they are doing their versions of the American properties, like I have, over here I have some Watchmen, mm -hmm. I have some Deadpool. They don't know who Rob Liefeld is, they know who Ryan Reynolds is. You know, the Watchmen shit, they don't know Alan Moore stuff. It's, when they draw the comedian getting sodomized by Night Owl, it's the guy who plays the comedian in the movie. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it don't look sure. like Dave Gibbon's art. But uh, a lot of romance. Boy, the printing is really nice. Yes. When I went to this Indie Fest, Jimmy, and, and we're going to do a video about the independent comic book uh, convention that, that I went to. Right, that's that's hard, right? That's even like fluorescent ink, maybe. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. And and uh, wow. I don't think any of these are, but I got some, maybe this is Rizograph. Uh, but there, there are Rizograph uh, doujinshis and stuff out there. Um, wow, I really like the drawing in, in a lot of these. Yeah. Too. But their inspiration is not the comics whatsoever. It's the movies, you know, like we'll find, you'll see like Michael Bay ones. That's mildly strange to me, the Michael Bay part, but not being the comics makes total sense when you think of how many iterations of Turtles have like <laughs> invaded the globe. Right. And you know what? You frame it that way and suddenly the Turtles makes more sense. Because how many cartoon series right. have there been? How many toys? How many video games? See, here's like that Michael Bay type shit. Yeah, that totally. And some I also of like seeing incredibly... that variety of styles too. Yeah. You know, like cover and interiors. Like, man, you talk about chops. Like, it's very high level. Yeah, yeah, it's totally professional. Uh, you know what? I thought we almost got a punch, but no, it's just some some <laughs> some bondage and uh, <laughs> was it Shelbari bondage, something like that? Amazing. 
It does make a lot more sense to me now that I think about it, though. And it's funny to think of the Turtles through the reverse lens of where Marvel DC characters are today. Right. Like, the Turtles were the blueprint for that. It's you know, true. they exploited the hell out of them in all the different media they possibly could. Yeah, and, and the best of Japanese comics d does that, too. You know, like, over there, like, Jeff Darrow hooked me up with a Kinnikuman eyeglasses holder. Right. Like, super licensed... You know, the big popular stuff gets the full treatment, the, the tent pulls that, that Todd McFarlane pointed out, man. he's When he formed Image, he's like, I want the comic, I want a cartoon, I want action figures, and I want a movie. There are different styles in, in manga, of course, and a lot of what I'm seeing in these, they look like it's the work of one person rather than, you know, a, t a team of assistants. And by that, it's a little more minimal. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot to take from that. You know, like all of this stuff that we look at, I'm trying to steal for myself. Yeah. And that's one of the takeaways I see in this stuff. Of, of all of these doujinshis that I grabbed, this one feels like they might have actually seen the comic in a way because look, that's duotone. That's a choice of, it's not real duotone. You know, it's kayfabe duotone, but it's still the lines that you would get in the Mirage comics. So I wonder if, you know, this person saw the actual comic books out at one point or another i'm a fan of this the 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 line yeah uh, half toning uh -huh. and it's simple to do in photoshop or whatever but i have a they live zine that's like this yeah and i like those parallel lines like, yeah. like for everybody watching at home that you know you're trying to emulate screen tone like there are other ways to make grays that can be really exciting and don't be afraid to experiment with some of those options here you go man this is an anthology so you have the guys who even look kind of like almost like archie the archie comics that's incredible to think about. Yeah, they really do, especially whenever you see like uh, some of the, the non-turtle characters. Yeah. <laughs> All the covers, like, see, they, they figured that part out about the, the American uh, kind of comic book trade is they really go all out with the cover production. When, when I went to this independent festival, Jimmy, out in the main concourse, all the major doujinshi printers were there represented when in giant booths, like away from like the commerce of the, the mangakas, and they had whole like giant table areas that you walk through and you could check out sample doujinshis showcasing all of their production values. So you could like- Oh man, so that that's could, awesome. Jimmy, it was the most mind blowing thing. We're gonna have to do a video about the independent fest because it needs to be a template for how American comic conventions are, are laid out. Yeah, that's just a little piece yeah. of of what I saw at this at this festival. I see the back of that has like fan fan book or fan art. Yeah. Uh, written on it, and and I'm sitting here trying to figure out like my uh, my analogy. Like all all fan art is doujinshi, but not all doujinshi is fan art. Interesting. Right. Because like you can that. do amateur, you, like you can do original doujinshi. Right. Yes. 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 And and in fact, like. At the at the independent joint, which we'll talk about more in that in that video, uh, there there are manga that were pretty popular, say in the '70s, that actually never got a Tenkoban format, right? So people will make doujinshi. They will clip out from those magazines those strips, and they will make doujinshi of those comics that. Uh, you wouldn't have those collections otherwise. I think you're setting me up. Yeah? Because I, I made my own of exactly that. Oh, you know, Jamie so Hewlett's Fireball. We we look at a video on this, but there is no collection of Fireball by Jamie Hewlett. So I made my own book because I wanted it to exist. Uh, I'm not I'm not manufacturing these, of course. Uh, 
very, very uh, difficult to do the hand, you know, hand done hardbound, but it's what you're describing. Yeah. It's just, they're doing it on a scale of like, let's get fans involved in this. It's true. And I, I love the fan art stuff too. You know, I mentioned that a lot. That's fucking it, sick. It's being an interest of mine. And you see that crossover. By the way, that's a doujinshi you made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's part of what it, having this conversation makes me think about. Um, Leatherhead, see, that's a deep cut. It's very... I find this stuff so inspiring. Yes. You know, this is one more of those, like the rules that we grow up with, they just don't, I, I, a lot of them aren't hard rules. Yeah. This is another Michael Bay inspired joint. Very nice with that end page too, that little, that, you know, just the, just a little the, creams. Yeah, exactly. Little grace note. Oh, some nice art in that one. Yeah. Still little, no punches thrown yet. Sketchier style. <laughs> Think about, I just love like the little bits of, uh, of English that, that, that pop in once again another super well drawn strip for the most part everyone you flip through has looked pretty good yeah i like this is again another style here yeah um very I th attractive i think it probably comes from like the uh there was like a like a preteen turtles viacom like like nickelodeon show uh-oh Ooh. The R18 means restricted, <laughs> but I put it in this pile, so I think maybe it, it's not that bad. Beca it's funny because because be funny if we end up blurring because because this is this is the stuff <laughs> that like we just can't be looking on the inside of Wake. Like you see, he's got a rubber in his fucking mouth. Look, is that R18 on there? Is that handwritten? Is that like the the vendor put that on there? Like, oh, we probably ought to have that. I can't tell if dots make that up. This one, Leonardo and Raph love comic. Can't look through that. You see that tail wagon. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> look at this one, man. Is this Kate Winslet and that's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and they're engaged in? So that's what I see. But I also see it's almost like the color is uh, off register, yeah, off like register. on purpose. Yeah, probably. exactly. Yeah. Now this one, it's a shame that we can't go through this one because it's the one that's like based off of like the classic cartoon that we grew up with, with all the colors and the sort of aesthetics. But you guys are going to have to go out and get your own copy of Had the Dick. <laughs> Respect that R18. Yeah. Uh, F buddy. <laughs> Mikey and Don, friends with benefits. Feels like you don't even need the R18 on there. <laughs> pretty pretty clear in that title. Nor milk jugs, <laughs> which I don't exactly even know what I'm looking at there. This has devolved into like a bad sketch. <laughs> pussy on pussy, <clears throat> which... Which, this is Clerks when Randall's just reading the list of it porn is. titles. Yeah, it, it totally is. <laughs> this one, uh, this cartoonist is Innovator. I think it is the same cartoonist as Milk Jugs and F Buddy. Uh, <laughs> but sense. the turtles are girls, and they have these big, puffy gotcha. cloakas. Gotcha. Vents, whatever you call it. Turtle Fables, which, you know, that looks pretty subdued, but that's a Caligula-type guy, and we know mm. we know what that's about. Ooh, uh, I like that cover a lot. Look at the lettering treatment. Yeah, very psychedelic. Nice. But they spell it in English for you here, man, that you can't be looking at this stuff. I'll check that one out off the air. Bad Boy Donnie. <laughs> yeah, there, there are areas in town where you see these signs right here, and it'll be up and it'll be like on a, like a curtain, and you look inside, and it's like the vending machine screens, and you could get like hookers on vending machines, and like you choose your girl, and then you choose like the extras that she could do, like the ones that you want, and then you just like, you pop in your money and then they show up and you go to like the Love Hotel, which is also the 18th. Like when you see that, you're in like Yakuza, like sex sex territory. Wow. Candy Ice. 
I like the typography there too, like just a magic marker for your lettering, for your title lettering. Not it's much different neat. than the uh, f than the uh, Hip Hop Family Tree Free Comic Book Day issue one, man. But that was a digression. Ah. Because uh, this is a Dojian R18, but it's I put it in my good section, so it must not be so bad. Maybe it's all language. Dude, it's a punch. Whoa. A punch is thrown. And speed lines. I lied. <laughs> got an action comic on your hands wow, yeah. look at that background that's a screen mm -hmm. i bought i bought i bought that, those screens uh-oh a uh -oh. lot of action in this one yeah a lot of hot action yes oh oh see it's they see they're being uh, they're being tasteful about it you know you're just seeing the grunting and the uh because you know i feel like the eastman and laird turtles like work with that because every now and then like if the turtles with the tail, if it doesn't look like a dick, it looks like a turd. <laughs> oh, see, this is a tasteful one. You know, no gratuitous close-ups or anything like that. Also, whenever they do have the porn stuff, like like in, in these things, you need censor censorship. So, so, like, this is more that gray territory. And they will put a sensor bar on the dick hole. Like, just like the little tip. There'll be a little square, and that's enough censorship for for it to to skate by the rules <laughs> amazing yeah look at this one dude ain't that fucking cool as hell dude? like a kind of like a metallic wow. kind of that's metallic a great ink. cover yeah i like that a lot and just like a supremely talented people of some professional caliber who just don't they're just not interested in making their own comic or something yeah, it's really interesting that the culture of uh, comics makers in Japan that aren't striving to be, you know, professional full-time manga artists. Yeah, or just, you know, express your own idea. Like, like we can point to the guys who sort of, who sort of are, like Masamune Shiro, uh, the, uh, the Black Magic was a doujinshi, an original doujinshi. Uh, we put an interview out. I had out. no idea that was the case. Yeah, we put an interview out on the channel with uh, Takashi Okazaki, uh, Afro Samurai doujinshi, uh, Naitao Sensei who did Trigun. I believe Trigun was a doujinshi. I wonder if the original One Punch would be considered doujinshi. Yeah, the One Punch Man. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That one's even stranger, though, because I think it was a webcomic. Yeah, yeah, it's like know. a web doujinshi. Oh, that's almost like the uh, old cartoon. That, that splinter. The drawing's really strong in most of these. Yeah. It, it's kind of incredible, like, the level of drawing on all of them. Yeah. You know, there's not... You know, you think of kind of, I don't know, bootlegs and zines and things that, that you come across really like this stuff, too. And, and it stands out. Like, um, yeah. as you flip through these, I feel like we've seen a pretty wide range of styles. Like, Ain't this that's dope? A great page. Wow. Yeah, yeah, this is dope as hell, man. But, you know, the baseline of what you've shown, it's, it's very high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the four-panel manga. Yeah. Wow. We're getting some of this anthology so interesting to see like this feels pretty hardcore zine yeah i guess i shouldn't say hardcore <laughs> considering <laughs> the subject matter but i mean you know this fits in that zine kind of what i would expect to find in a zine yeah you know especially an anthology themed zine and the fan fiction components neat this is just wild i'm glad that you you went all in on these yeah it 50 bucks you know like it didn't even cost anything well done and I left the, like, wow. you know, I like I, I pretty much stripped them yeah. of anything that was, like, 
five dollars or less. There's still there's some there that are like forty bucks and stuff. Wonder what? Are, can you recognize the the cost different? Like, are they big? Thick they're books? thicker. They're thicker books for sure. And I do think that some of them are older, because the culture's so gigantic and just the. Mm-hmm. That's what I was wondering. If they are like so huge, you know, cult doujinshi that's like you know aftermarket now it's like yeah that one's one to get if you find it but hard to find i'll tell you this man when i went to the uh to the independent one dude look at how hard that is the eyes like sewn shut yeah that's hard as fuck man when i went to the independent doujinshi festival it's almost cordoned off by genres and stuff and if you follow the natural flow it took me three hours to get through and I got there an hour late, so it's four hours into the show when that I follow following the natural flow, I get to like where the hentai is, and it's a wasteland because all those dudes fucking sold out within the first hour. Wow. So so what you do is you just leave. Like you yeah. you, you close up your chair, you put a, your chair on top of the table, and in that smattering of that wasteland is like one or two guys who are sitting there peddling their dojin cheese. And I wouldn't even go down there to look. Because even in Gen Pop, there would be some like weird pornish stuff, and it would be like babies, mm. and they're just like super like, and not even in hentai, it would just be like in regular people. But because it's babies, it's not like they got some weird fucking rules out there and shit. And as the cartoonist, like you are peddling your own comic, so I'm looking at the guy who's peddling that comic, and I'm like, and it's a it's a it's a little old man, you know, with like long gray hair and stuff and it's like i'm gonna kick this dude in his teeth like yeah. he's, he's a for real pedophile for sure it's is that stuff the way it's set up that's like the last stuff that you the, would get to the hentai is the very last stuff that and you that's get the to. stuff that has like a devout following exactly like that stuff that's sells out real yeah fast. that stuff just disappeared within the first you know hour or something and and just it's gone but they had uh they had whole sections Yo, that's hard. This dude. is a really good, good looking <laughs> one too. Not to bury the lead, but um, some cool visuals here. At that De- Dojenshi festival, they they had whole sections where it would be just cop, um, royalty-free reference books. So it would be like photos, and it'd be like here's the interior of like a school, you know, like these different books that yeah. you could buy, and it just every piece that you would need to make effective comics easy, you had access to there. You could the leader was there. Copic was there. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Wild shit. The Green Clown. <laughs> that one, look cover-wise, could be like a, a coloring book that yeah. you would find somewhere. But that was the back cover. Totally different. They always pair them up also, it seems. How do you mean? Like, there's... It's it's never, like, the four turtles. It's, oh, gotcha. it's like... We, we put two turtles together and they do a lot really of nice close talking. Wow, there was like reflection there where the drawing was, you know, very, um, I don't know, the line was bouncing around like on top of water. Right. I'm so impressed by the range too. You know, we mentioned it earlier, but stylistically it's it's kind of incredible to be able to pull out a stack of 50 comics like this <laughs> yeah. and really get a, a variety of styles all going after these characters, which again, I think we did reverse engineer why turtles are so yeah. perfect for this treatment. Right. Because you could encounter it, like, depending on which piece you found first, you know, that's your turtles. Yeah, and that guy particularly looked like he was inspired by the uh, or- original cartoon. And he was adding to canon, you know, like, creating, like, yeah. a new little, little, <laughs> little buddy character. This one, like, when I grabbed it and, like, I'm getting all my stuff together, I'm like, 
I'm nervous about this one. <laughs> Bring it back to custom, but there's no R18, so I'm yeah. like, okay. Because, <laughs> like, what a, what a dumbass way to get pinched coming back to the States, you know? Like, imagine that headline. I'm in awe. I, I really am. Right? And this is just the turtle stuff. This, this ain't... This ain't the Winter Soldier section, you know, or the Batman section where, like, t pick your poison. Do you want him fucking Joker, Commissioner Gordon? You can't come home with those ones with Robin. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is great. Like, you open this one up and we get tan paper, and it's like, oh, yeah, everything we've been looking at, white paper. Yeah. As soon as you see it, it makes perfect sense, but it wasn't like I'm anticipating, like, oh, yeah, people should do different paper types, and of course they should. It's, it's uh, you know, it's so creative to have the stack of these to look at and see, like, how are people making their own versions. It's true, man. And, and when you look at a gang of them like this, it works like the Mirage comics. Look at how hard of a drawing that is, dude. Totally. Because you would get, like, a Mark Martin yes. issue, and then you would get, you know, Tom McQueenie and Rich Hedden, and then you would get... Michael Zuli and just all these different styles. I think it's the first time I saw Shredder in one of these shits. There was one a couple ago and it was equally good. Like, like all of them look great. They, they really do stand out. A lot of spotting of blacks here. Yeah, I like, I like very the blacks. Effective. The shadows in this one are really, really great. Very effective. Oh, uh, dude. We had the death of a turtle. We, yeah. Spoiler. Oh, man. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. The, perfect, the perfect name for this one. For, for this whole uh, stack of comics. That's it. Almost yeah, there's a lot to take away from this, man. This is a maker video. It is. It is. And, oh, and look it, at that. Now colored ink. Yeah, you know dude. what I mean? Like, I feel like as we've gone through the stack, we've seen, like, this is everything you could do to a comic. Right. It's brilliant. Finally got some flits in there. Oh, yeah. And a lot of action. Or at least speed lines. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful i love that that you know like this has been spaced out well to get the blue ink in this and really I pop i feel like before embarking on manga quest 2022 jimmy we got a different bootleg from people like almost every week mm -hmm. and i encourage that man because the, the the companies are failing us uh there are things that we want to see and there are accomplished people out there who have skills say at this level like make Make your favorite Spider-Man comic. Make your favorite Batman comic. Send it to us. Send it to us. We're still waiting on you guys to make the great Death of Superman comic. That thing's coming. We bring that up, man, and <laughs> you seen... just know with inside of a year, <laughs> maybe after a year, it's going to show up at the at the Kayfabe PO box, and we're going to do a giant episode about it, and it's going to right the wrongs of Dan Jurgens and company. Yeah, I used to think like with social media, like fan art was a way to goose numbers. Yeah. And I still believe that. Oh, so, totally. you know, depending what you want to do, like if, if you're into one of these properties, man, bootlegging, why not? All right, man. There's there's my quick uh, sampling of the TMNT doujinshis. Send us your TMNT doujinshis. And what I'm going to do right now, Jimmy, this is just the most provocative, <laughs> crazy images. That's a really good cover. To throw down as our... Uh, video thumbnail yes you know pussy on pussy you need milk jugs <laughs> you need f buddy you need had the dick i don't know whether this may backfire or not right <laughs> that one right there is the centerpiece that'll do the trick <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah That, look, that looks like a 
pretty strong. That looks like a YouTube thumbnail, does it not, Jimmy? I'm, I'm down with that one. All right, man. Uh, that is just a little glimpse of uh, what independent comics looks like in Japan, man. A thriving community of more than 700,000 people who get together two times per year. It's three times the amount of San Diego Comic-Con attendance. I think I gotta get this pussy. Like, you can't have pussy like as a, as a word on... Uh... <laughs> this one's such a sweet one. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep that there. Yes. Uh, it's a giant culture. It's a giant subculture that supersedes all of American comics. And that's just the amateurs playing around, having fun in Japan. It, it, I really think there's a lot we can take from it uh, to apply to our comic scene here in America. That's true. Um, very inspiring. And I look forward to continuing this conversation through more of what you've brought back from Japan. And just in general, you know, like these are conversations I want the industry here to have. Yes. Because there's a lot of room for improvement, I think, in the American comic scene. It's my biggest takeaway. I had this conversation with with a, some fellow comics creators recently. Comics are awesome and they rule everything. Yeah. You know, like from movies to video games to anything. Like you put comics out there, advertising in the 30s and 40s. Once they started doing comic strips, that was it. That was all you could do because it became so popular. Like there's a history of comics being so successful and the fact that we have these ups and downs in our own domestic industry we're doing stuff wrong. Like, let's look at some of the models that are different, that have success, that have proven track records, and let's try to see what we can apply here in the American comic scene. Well said, man. Uh, not the last uh, doujinshis we're going to be looking at, and I uh, just got to give you guys that clear sort of insight into some of the things that I saw out there in the land of the rising sun. Let's get the heck out of here, Jimmy. Uh, you guys need to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, tell the people what you have out there, man. Street Angel Deadly Squirrel Live is back in print from Image Comics, so you can get that everywhere now if you missed out on the first go-round. Plain Jane's also in print. Pick that one up about high school art students uh, rebelling against their, their high school, I suppose. Um, Hulk Grand Design one of these days is going to come out from Marvel, hopefully, as <laughs> an awesome book collection. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see lots more of my art and you can download some of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics there. Well, these are the spreads, man. This is our bibliography. Hip Hop Family Tree is the perennial bestseller uh, from, uh, from myself. Red Room Trigger Warnings, Red Room the Antisocial Network, and if you're lucky, man, you might find a copy of WYSIWYG floating around, X-Men Grand Design. These are our books. Buy our books. Support our channel. Jimmy, tell the people what else we have out there. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, cups, all kinds of stuff at our spread shop, also in the links below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel, given those marching orders, will be on our way. Read more manga, make more comics.